0: In the name of God, creator, redeemer, and giver of life. Amen. Please be seated. In our gospel today, Jesus is talking about John the Baptist. He asks the crowd, what did you go out into the desert to look at? A reed waving in the breeze? No. Then what was it you went out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes, but... Men who wear fine clothes live in palaces in the courts of kings. What did you really go out to see? A prophet. Yes, I tell you, a prophet and far more than a prophet. For he is the prophet that Malachi announced when he wrote, I am sending my prophet ahead of you to make the road smooth for you. They had all been and they had all seen the prophet, but they did not get what they were looking at. Jesus goes on to say to them, but how can I show what the people of this generation is like? They're like children sitting in the marketplace, calling out to their friends, we played weddings and you wouldn't dance with us. And we played funerals and you still wouldn't come and play with us. You wouldn't cry with us. He's speaking to the crowd and he's saying, You are like two groups of children in the marketplace. One wants to play and the other does not. One group makes a suggestion and you turn it down, whether it's weddings, we wanted to play weddings and you did not dance. So they tried again, they said, well, we'll play funerals instead, but still you would not join with them. The barb in this parable is the image of children who say, I won't play when the game does not please them. It's a parable of arbitrary rejection and Jesus continues for John came neither eating nor drinking and they say he was a demon and the son of man comes eating and drinking and they say look, a glutton and a drunkard you, he says to the crowd are just not interested in anything that God has to offer John or Jesus you are just as disinterested you see but you don't get what you are looking at Now a couple of weeks ago, I preached about how Advent highlights that central contradiction that sits at the heart of the Christian understanding of the nature of God. A God that is once transcendent and all-powerful and a God who is vulnerable and weak, born in a stable, lying in a manger. And what is so fantastic about that Christian conception of God is that within that massive spectrum, creator of the universe, to baby in the manger, there is always, always, at any time and in any circumstance, space for us to find a place to draw near to God. But in this Advent season, it seems to me that way too often I find myself standing back and standing off. I'm not taking up the opportunity to come in from the cold and visit with Jesus. Why is that? What are the obstacles within me that stop me drawing near? Because there are no obstacles from God to me drawing near to God. So something in me Is that obstacle? Today's gospel reading answers has some answers to why it is more easy to spectate than participate in the journey of Advent. So when Jesus interrogates the crowd and he says, what did you go out to see? It's rhetorical. They went out to see the prophet. Crowds of people went out to see the prophet. The prophet with the wild hair. The prophet with the camel hair closed, the prophet who preached about repentance, the prophet who called the Pharisees and Sadducees a brood of vipers. How good was that? You'll never forget that scene on the riverbank, will you? But you know, in all the excitement of that event of going to see the prophet, they saw it, but they didn't get it. An advent can be like that we have the whole narrative of the season moving inexorably towards christmas day a rich beloved tapestry of familiar events one after the other carol services end of year work functions school breakups prize givings mystery santa gifts at work the summer vacation it's all coming all rolling through in the advent proclamation that God is coming God is coming gets smothered amongst all the tumult and the shouting of this season and we can get sucked along in the secular currents that sweep us all toward a well earned rest over summer until on Christmas day midnight mass or in the morning we come and see that God lies in the manger wrapped in swaddling clothes and like the shepherds we come in from the outside to see God and having seen we go back out and do the rest of Christmas and pick up summer. That outrageous paradox of almighty God choosing to lie in a manger is at the centre of our understanding of Who God is and what God is like. What is God like? When the gospel narratives, as we see the life and ministry of Jesus, we see God walking amongst all the chaos and the busyness, the untidy, unscripted, unscheduled crowdedness of life. We see Jesus at weddings. We see Jesus at funerals. Jesus at festivals, Jesus in the marketplaces, Jesus in the town squares, in the temple, and synagogues, and people's homes, in the towns and in the countryside. And wherever we see Jesus, there are crowds of people pressing in on him in public and the disciples in private pressing in on him as they try and understand what is going on. How can I show what the people of this generation are like? They are like children sitting in the marketplace calling out to their friends, We played at weddings for you, but you wouldn't dance, and we played at funerals and you wouldn't cry. That scripture really spoke to me this week. I think amongst all the usual challenges, that make our lives difficult at this time of year, and even when you add in the extraordinary challenges that we currently face as a parish, even as we struggle to see and understand the full import of the Advent proclamation that God is coming, that our scriptures and our songs and our prayers proclaim, even amongst all that, there's hope, because we know that however chaotic, desperate, painful, and uncertain things are, God, a God who said that there let there be light and there was light that that God can find a way through and there is hope because we know that within that massive spectrum that stretches from God the creator to God the baby in the manger there's room for us at any time to find a place to draw near so in that hope as I've struggled through this week I've thought of Jesus as he walked through it all Jesus being interrupted. Jesus being diverted. Jesus being jostled. Jesus with people arguing with him, people dismissing him, and people begging for his help. And as I thought of this, I realized that somehow amongst all the busyness with all the interruptions with all the promises with all the challenges amongst the chaos time and time again in scripture we see that amongst all of that in the crowds Jesus hears Jesus sees Jesus stops and listens and prays when I realized that I thought oh my gosh this Advent seems so stressful, it's almost like I don't even have time to pray. But like the children in the marketplace, the Spirit of God calls us again and again, continually inviting us to join, to participate. And I was blessed this week Because some people needed me to pray for them. And somehow, amongst the busyness, I noticed and I stopped and I prayed. You know, and some of those people who came to me for prayer this week were apologizing. They thought they were inconveniencing me. No, they weren't. They were saving me. Saving me from being focused on the next thing to do. Saving me from being swept along, sucked down by all the problems and the issues that can seem so overwhelming. Because you can't pray for someone and remain distracted. You might start praying distracted. You might start feeling rushed and harassed and frustrated and anxious at all the things swirling around you but as you begin to pray that drops away and you stop spectating and you start participating in the work of the Spirit so it's Advent the call is God is coming and the challenge is what will you do Listen. Listen for the call to join in. Stop. Listen and pray. Does it make any difference? Does it make the tough decisions easier? Does it make the uncertainty less? Not measurably, but it helps you to know, it helps me to know that my God can find a way through and it helps me to find perspective and being part of something much bigger than the issues that loom so large in the moment. It's so easy to be swept along in the immediacy of our struggles, in the immediacy of the stress of the present moment, but in God and with God, there is always the invitation to join with God, the creator of the universe, to join with God, the baby in the manger, and to join with all who have hope in the promise of being a follower of Jesus. That Paul summarized in Romans when he wrote, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God calls us again and again, inviting us to join, to participate, to be part of the answer to that Advent proclamation and challenge. God is coming. What will you do? It's Advent. What did you go out to the desert to look at? A reed waving in the breeze? No. Then what was it you came out to see? What did you really go to see? Sometimes we see, but we don't get what we're looking at. But this week, I found that if I listen, amongst all the tumult, There is blessing in the Holy Spirit's call to each of us to stop and to listen and to pray. Amen.